Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. So I am here with author Natasha Lane. Welcome, Natasha. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to hear you or talk to you today because it has been several years since we met up at KenCon mm-hmm. and we bonded over our joint indie authorship. So give me all your updates. Yeah, it has been several years. Um, and of course, in those several years, a lot has happened. You know, just a few small things. No big deal, right? <laughs> so since we last spoke, um, I've definitely made a shift in my writing. Um, I believe last time we spoke, I was still kind of dabbling in romance. And now I've really shifted from romance to science fiction and fantasy. There are still some romantic elements elements in my stories. And I have considered going back to romance, but primarily now I am focusing on like science fiction and fantasy. So that's been a huge shift for me. Um, I've also grown, I think, as a as an indie author. When I when you and I met, I was probably, I probably had been an indie author for like two or three years only. Um, but now it's about like five, five or six somewhere around there that I've been like doing the indie author thing. And I have to say, it's been quite the journey. So yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah, I, I think we must have started publishing about the same time because I published my first book in 2015. So I was, mm-hmm. well, maybe four years in by that point. But yeah, so maybe around the same time. And it, it is definitely a journey and you learn things and your writing evolves and what you realize you love doing evolves as well. So yeah, definitely agree. Definitely agree. So do you want to jump in and tell us about, I don't know where you want to start, if you want to start here and go back or start at the beginning and go forward, maybe at the beginning and go forward, because I think you have a new release. So I'd love to hear about about that last, so it sticks in our minds. About, so sorry, what's the question? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. So I was going to say, do you want to start at the beginning of your books and go forward? But then I decided, yes, that's the best thing, because I want to have your new release sticking in our minds. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, So when I can give some background on me too. So I got involved in publishing in like 2013, but this is back when I was um, traditionally published and I was writing solely romance novels at that time. Around like 2015 or 2016, I left my publisher and I decided like, you know, I want to really explore fantasy uh, and sci-fi because fantasy has always been a genre since I was young that has been like uh, close to my heart. So around 2015, 2016, I left my publisher I was working on this novel that I had had under my belt for several years. It was, um, and it's the first novel I released as an indie author, which is The Prior Child and The Ever Giving Stone. So I had that under my belt for years and years. I actually wrote it when I was like in middle school as like a, as like a little thing. Yeah, a little thing I would work on. And then in college, I was kind of like, let me just pull that back out. Like, let's see what's happening there. You know, of course <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was not a great writer when I was like 13, <laughs> you know, um, compared to like an adult. So there was a lot of editing that had to be done, but I never forgot about that manuscript. And I was just like, I want to get it published one day. 
And so in 27, it was like 2017, 2018, somewhere around there, I'm guesstimating here, but um, 2017, 2018, I finally got that book published. And it was like, you know, that feeling when you pub when you publish your first book, it's a very unique feeling, particularly as an indie author, because you think to yourself, like, I did everything for this book. I found the cover artists, I found the editors, I found the proofreaders, I read it multiple times to just to make sure that uh that um it was going the way the story was flowing the way I want to, that the characters were being represented a certain way. Uh, you do the formatting, you find someone to do, to do the formatting. I did all the research. So it was a very fulfilling moment when I published The Fragile Child and Ever Giving Stone. From there, I would go on to publish three more books in that series. And now I've left that series and I'm focusing on my sci-fi time travel series, which is um, the first book in the series. It's called Involuntary Time Traveler. And the second book that I'm releasing next month is Unexpected Warrior. So yeah, that's where I'm at. This sounds super cool. And the first fantasy series, is that a complete series? Yeah, that's that's it. I considered adding more to it, but after some thoughts, I was just like, you know what? I think it's time to like, let this one go, move on. Because I felt I had, I felt I had matured as a writer and I still love the characters and I love the world, right? But I wrote the first book when I was like 13. So like, it was kind of going from like young little girl, Tasha with her, all these fantastical things and blah, 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 to more like kind of grown woman, mature young woman, Natasha. And um, I think the shift in my writing style and the things I want to write about, and also honestly, the age of my age of my characters too, shows that shift. So yeah, it was time okay. to let it go. <laughs> And can you tell us a brief overview of that fantasy series? And it sounds like a YA fantasy, correct? Yeah, it was uh, it was young adult. So um, the brief overview is uh, okay. Let's see. This is the, this is the part that makes authors nervous. If I've been in this industry for years, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> so the first book starts off with uh, our main character Serafina, and the backstory of her is essentially Serafina just like hear and see things that other people can't. And her mom has always kind of like been a harsh disciplinary when it comes to her imagination, telling her she needs to be more grounded in everything. But what Sarah will eventually come to realize is that the things that she thinks her mother, that her mother tells her are just her, imagine, her imagination are actually magical creatures. And for a while she manages to kind of close them out. But then when she's 13, uh, she's almost, she's attacked by this wolf who as I describe it has poisonous black fur. And she realized it. And then later on that same day, uh, magical creatures essentially appear to her and they tell her, we need you to come back to our magical world to help us save it. So she eventually goes back to the magical world. Things happen, lots of battles, dragons, uh, vampires, dwarves, all those sorts of things. So the first two books really focus on Serafina and her growing from um, a 13-year-old in the first book to a 15-year-old. So kind of like, you know, the awkward teen phases and having crushes on people and then like oh do they like things like that uh and also her like loving and accepting herself because there's this constant relationship between her and her mother and then in the third book it shifts to some other side characters just sorry the third and the fourth book it shifts to other side characters and their stories and their journey in the world so the entire series uh like I said, the, the entire fantasy series takes primarily takes place in the magical world and as you read through it you're going to see the world develops. So you'll see like in the first book where you'll see in the first book where the world was and then you'll see like technology grows and changes and there are more cities um, 
and they're becoming more industrial by the fourth book. So things like that. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds super cool. Thank you. <laughs> and tell us the name of that series so we can make sure you can remember it. Yeah. So it's the Pariah Child series. Uh, the first book in the series is actually free to download on Apple Books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and Kobo. I think I've remembered everyone. Yeah. Um, so the first book in the series is free to download. So, you know, go check it out. <laughs> that sounds super fun for those lovers of YA fantasy. And it, yeah. you hit, <laughs> my voice is being weird today. You hit all the major like fun fantasy characters, vampires, dwarves, elves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything anyone would like. Very cool. So tell us about your sci-fi then. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I really, really, really love this series. And I'm in this weird, um, I'm like a plotter. So I'm in this weird phase where I'm like, well, how long do I want this series to be actually, you know? Uh, because we, I think as an author, and you, you'll probably understand this too, when you really love a series and really love like the characters in the world, sometimes you just don't want to stop. <laughs> you could carry on the series for years and years and years. Um, anyway, so my fantasy, uh, my, not my fantasy, my sci-fi series uh, is the Kiana Morgan series. And it focuses around a character, Kiana, who lives in Baltimore City, which is my hometown. And it takes place in the world where magic is the norm. People, like every, almost everyone has magic. It's used throughout the day. People use it to like charge their cars. It's just the norm there. Um, and what ends up happening is one day, Kiana is coming home from after, after going out with some friends. She's a, she's a grad student. After going out with some friends, she comes home and she notices that her little sister is in the attic and she's struggling with a high school project. So Kiana, wanting to be a helpful big sister, decides, you know what, I'm going to help my little sister. Let me, you know, help her with this, with this casting circle and everything. Sadly, what ends up happening is her younger sister ends up sending her back in time. <laughs> and so she gets stuck in like, um, not, I, the term isn't like a time loop, but she essentially gets stuck uh, in the first book in the French Revolution. And so she's pulled back to the French Revolution and she meets uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, who if you're a bit of a history buff or you watch Liberty Kids um, <laughs> when you were younger, uh, the Marquis de Lafayette was a, a significant figure um, in the Revolutionary War. He actually helped convince France to help America fight the war. So she meets him and it's about her trying to one, survive the revolution, <laughs> survive, uh, the, survive the French Revolution. She's also a black, per a black character, she's a black woman. So at that time, there were not a lot of Black people in France, as you can imagine. Uh, and the ones that were, they were like servants or slaves. So then it also deals with that sort of historical um, element as well. And uh, she, as she's going through the French Revolution and she's learning more about uh, what happened there and she's having these experiences, what is going to happen to Kiana throughout the series is she's kind of randomly pulled into other time periods. It's going to be explained in the in like the third or fourth book as to why the spell was so messed up that it actually pulled her away. But at the uh, by the end of the first book, she's pulled into another time period, and so she goes from 18th century France, which is during the French Revolution, to 17th century uh, Angola, which is a country in Western Africa. So yeah, <laughs> that sounds super rich and super amazing. It would seems like it would be a lot of fun to research all of that. Yeah, so I <laughs> are you a history funny. buff? Or are you a history teacher? Or so that's the funny thing. I like I like learning for the sake of learning, but when I have to like research something for a book, I start getting very like, oh god, like I don't. <laughs> it's um, it's a bad a bad habit of mine, and I'm really excited for 
the third book in the series um, because, well, actually I can't, I don't want to spoil anything, but long story short, I don't really enjoy research. I enjoy research if I can just do it for fun, but when I have to do it for like a book or work, it's like, okay, great. <laughs> perfect uh but it was you know I will admit it was interesting learning about these different time periods like I knew a little bit about the French Revolution but uh having to do a lot of research on the on like being black during that time was really interesting and I think learning more about the Marquis de Lafayette was also uh really interesting because I knew him from Liberty Kids and I knew him also from Hamilton if you watch the musical Hamilton but I didn't know a lot about like his life how some of his social and political views developed. So I thought that was really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I did a vampire, historical fantasy, vampire mm -hmm. fantasy, starting in like the mid 1400s and I, and it goes all the way up to 2000. So I researched different things, but I like you, um, yeah, I didn't want to get too nitty gritty. Like when I started getting yeah. too nitty gritty, I was like, no, that's not that fun. So I'll, you know, I put places and dates and, things like that and throw them in there. And then I'm like, okay, let's go back to the fantasy part of it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, you know, I think for people who consistently write historical fiction, whether it's historical romance or um, just maybe has something, I don't know what other, <laughs> but if it's historical romance or something else, um, they, some, I think some people are more accepting of like, oh, they messed up this like historical fact, that's fine. And then other people are like, you messed this up. This is not accurate. I remember one author, they, they, there was a scene in their book where it was about farming and they were just talking, the main character lived on the farm. So they were talking about the farm and they basically, uh, they mentioned some of the vegetables that the character was growing and someone like left a review saying like, that is not native to that country. So like, <laughs> there's no way this character, and he, and like the person was kind of like, you know, that's what, <laughs> that's what you picked up on. So some people are very picky about it. Um, and then other people aren't from what I've seen so far. So far, everything I've heard about my book, my uh, first book in my time travel series, I haven't done anything that was so horrib horribly historically inaccurate that, you know, someone has called me out. So I feel good. I feel good so far. <laughs> All that research came in handy. <laughs> yeah, I, I am with you on that one, because just like you said, as fulfilling as releasing a book is it's horrifying as well because you're like okay I didn't do anything wrong did I <laughs> yeah you're like did I you're like am I gonna make someone angry <laughs> is this like is this part not good enough so yeah totally understand yeah when I after I released my Faye book I didn't do any research on Faye before I wrote it and then after I released it I started doing some research and I was like oh my goodness my Faye are like totally wrong <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah if anybody hates me now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's an adult character would you classify it as an adult book then I would call it new adult only okay. because um she's a she's a grad student and she and I also write her a little young intentionally like she's oh my gosh I'm forgetting her age <laughs> she's a she's a grad student so she's like 23 I believe is how old I made Kiana in the book but I write her as a bit more immature and I do that intentionally because uh, I want people to, people to be able to see her growth through the series. And so I would classify it as a new adult novel. Yeah. Okay, fun. New adult sci-fi fantasy. And what is the mm -hmm. name of the series? Yeah, so it's called the Keanu Morgan series. Morgan. Uh, the first book is Involuntary Time Traveler. Uh, and the next book that's coming out 
the second book that's coming out February 24th is Unexpected Warrior. Yeah. Unexpected Warrior. That sounds so awesome. Thank I'm going to pick up that, that first Time Traveler book because that sounds like something that right up my alley. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> How did you come up with the idea? So, you know, it's really funny. When I knew I was ending my first series, I was like, what am I going to do next? I have, in, like many authors, I have an entire document of just like ideas. So I was like, go back to the document. Like, don't try to come with something new. Just go back to the document and see what sticks out to you. So I went back and I was like, oh, I really like this idea when I first had it. But the description of the story was like one line <laughs> because, because, because all I had in my head at the time was this scene of like a young witch and she like falling down a top. And I don't really know where I got the, the like scene from, but it kind of just like played in my head. And I was like, oh, I would like to do something with that imagery. And then uh, I actually sat down with some friends one night and I was like, you know, let's watch Hamilton. Hamilton, I think, like the musical, uh, I think it released like 2017. I was one of those people that like, I just took my time. I was like, I'm not rushing <laughs> to go to go see. I've heard, I mean, some people love it. Some people hate it. I understand both sides of the argument. But I decided it's on Disney Plus. We have Disney Plus. Let's sit down and watch it. And as I was, as I was watching Hamilton, there is a scene where the Marquis de Lafayette comes on to stage. And I don't know if you've seen it, but. I have to admit, I'm probably mm. one of the only people who hasn't seen it at all. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Uh, so, well, there's this part where the Marquis de Lafayette, where he's like kind of introduced and he comes on stage and he has a, poor, a part of the song where he's just like rapping a rapping and he's basically like I'm the Marquis de la and a few other things so anyway his his entrance reminded me of a few things like one it reminded me of like oh the Marquis de Lafayette that guy from Liberty Kids which is the show I used to watch when I was a kid um two I love the interest like I love how the actor portrayed the Marquis and so it got me kind of interested and I was like what if her falling down that tunnel is a time tunnel and I was like and what if the time tunnel drops her into drops her into the French Revolution and that's when I was like, oh, I was like, I could like do that. And so that's how I got the idea for the first book. <laughs> Very cool. And that seems like yeah, it could be a never ending series because you can constantly drop into different time periods mm -hmm. and have them have those challenges and those time periods and then whoops, they're sucked mm -hmm. away. So. Exactly, exactly. So that, and like I said, I'm a plotter. So part of me is like, just after four books, Tasha just ended. But then another part of me is like, oh, we could stretch it to six. Like, I, you know, there are a lot of options. Well, it's so funny because I was thinking about that same thing because I just released book two of the Stay mm -hmm. series. And, and then I already have book three plotted out. And then I was like, okay, because my last series was four books. And so I kind of had it in my mind it was going to be four mm -hmm. books again. And then I was like, wait, if I killed this person, it could go on to be a fifth book. And then I'm like, oh, that's really mean. Yeah. <laughs> I went really dark with that one. So for sacrifice my for the great for the series. <laughs> sacrifice for the greater good. And mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully my listeners aren't listening to this, but they don't know who's gonna get killed. So yeah. Yeah. Very fun. And you said at least three to four books, so people can look forward to that one. And your other fantasy series is a complete series. And that's yeah. also a lot of readers want like that finished so they can like just um binge read <laughs> yeah so they can they can run through it yeah and, and I completely understand that too just family to like get one book you like the series and then just go through the I, I've also been that person <laughs> I could just like destroy entire series like 
this is where I'm going to spend my weekend. This is what I want to be doing. So, yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, tell our listeners where we can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Natasha D. Lane writes. Um, I post a lot of like updates about books, but also just like random things. Like if I go on, if I go on a nice hike or I'm cooking something as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Natasha underscore lane one. And of course my, I, I'll give you all these links too, but uh, my website is Natasha D. So those are all the places you can find me. I post uh, a lot of reels too. So if you like Insta reels, I'm, I'm a great person to follow for that. <laughs> well, I follow you and I love all your content. So I think everyone will. Thank you. And thanks again for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much. And congrats on your new release. You can pick it up on February 24th. So on yes. 2022, that's super fun. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you so soon. much. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Trisha Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.